Okay, so repeat after me. The Good Friday Podcast. The Good Friday Podcast. Starring Jack Johal. Starring Jack Johal. And featuring Darren Jenkins. And featuring Darren Jenkins. Okay, so put it all together and repeat. The Good Friday Podcast. Starring Darren Jenkins and featuring Jack Johal. You actually have to be fucking kidding me. It's Friday! It's good. It's the Good Friday Podcast starring me! The faces you oh. were pulling, because that was so loud, are fucking hilarious. Do you know that? Oh, that was so loud. That was so loud in my eardrums. Episode 18 of the Good Friday Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Look at his face. Oh, oh wait, you fuck. can't see that. I forgot, we're on radio. Um, <laughs> fuck we are as well. And I, Jesus Christ, that was actually painful. Episode 18. Lad, we can fucking, well, the podcast can drink, vote have consensual sex with other podcasts, if that's what they wish to do. Um, <laughs> We're absolutely delighted that you're able to join us again here. Any crack with you? Go on. How, how do you want to start? Do you want me to bring up the bad news? The bad news is... Um, well, actually, no. It's good news for me. It's bad news for Darren. So um, Yeah, go on. Darren inv- inadvertently bought me a bottle of Red Breast whiskey, which is a, um, I don't know, like a shitty Irish whiskey. <laughs> I'm not too sure. You heathenous little fucker. That is not a shit Irish whiskey. Well, oh, because of all those great English whiskies that are around the place that are so what? worldwide. Ever it is, Darren and I have a mutual friend. His name is Tip. You know. <laughs> his, his nickname literally is Tip. Because he's named after that, that Irish county in Ireland. No, because his real name is after a legendary Tip Hurler. And, are you uh, seriously joking? No, his name is John Lahey, and there was a Hurler in Tipperary called John Lahey as well. So people just call him Tip over here. I thought it was Leahy. Anyway, it doesn't yeah, matter. Is. People are going to Facebook him. But regardless, Darren, you know, is a bit of a, a big baller now over in this country. So yeah. he decided to um, oh, completely. You know, buy a bottle of Red Breast Whiskey, which I found out is about £55. Pound. Mm-hmm. And Tip came to me and goes, listen, this fucking Irish kid over here gave me a bottle of Red Breast Whiskey. Which you mean this me Irish get- kid? He's from Tipperary himself. <laughs> can you just let me fucking finish the story? Go on. Go on. God damn, can we edit out his soundtrack just so I can talk to Just him? fucking finish it anyway, before I kick you in the face. Anyway, he came to me and said, can I swap you this for a case of Magnus? And I said, fuck yeah. So the £14 case of Magnus I gave to him for a £55 bottle of whiskey. So I'm going to mix it with Coke, mix it with orange juice, and mix it with pineapple juice all in the same. And see. I will never buy that man a single thing ever again. I'll tell you that. So it's good news for me. Yeah. But we'll kick on. Now, we have to address something here, oh, right? God. There is a film, and I think everybody in Ireland have had their say on this. Certainly other podcasts have had their say on this, so we have to fucking have ours. Two girls, one cup. (laughs) Yes, that was filmed in Offaly. Uh, There was an Irish, not even an Irish film. It was a bunch of Yanks came over to Ireland and decided they wanted to make a film about Ireland, air quotation marks, um, that didn't really represent Ireland at all. Now, you all know the film I'm talking about, Wild Mountain Time. Um, I, I don't even know how to fucking start addressing this. So it stars uh, Emily Blunt, um, <laughs> Jamie Dornan, uh, Christopher Walken and John Hamm. Are any of them actually Irish? Jamie Dornan is Northern Irish. Yeah, Emily and, Blunt? And no, she's English. Sounds like she might have a bit of Irish now. You know, no. one of those plastic English. Maybe, but I don't actually... I, you might have to look that up. 
But the point that it's being brought up for is because every single person in it had the shittest Irish accent. Like, almost a parody, the whole, like, whatever you imagine a stereotype of Americans imagining Ireland is, that's what it is. It's just like leprechauns, lucky charms, kind of like, oh, fiddle tee tee, tora lora lora. That's all it fucking is like. Yeah, but you know it's an Irish accent. You know it's a piss take of an Irish accent. You know they're trying to do an Irish accent without actually doing one. No, you don't. So it's good acting. No, it isn't. So they should win the Academy Award for Best Film. Yeah. Why did you give up acting again? Because There you go, yeah. there's That was what I was trying to say. Yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> so we want, we thought it would be funny as well. And uh, Phil, for two seconds. Emily Blunt is from London. Is she born anywhere? <laughs> In Wandsworth. Okay, not to Irish parents or anything, no? Well, from the age of 7 to 14, she had difficulties with stuttering. So she's a bit retarded, so... <laughs> Podcast disclaimer, if Emily Blunt wants to come onto the podcast and defend herself, she certainly can. I always thought my Twitter feed from like 2010 was going to never let me run for politics. Oh, this fuck. fucking podcast has screwed my life up Oh yeah, so I've said much. this so many times before, that the second I start making strides, more strides in the acting game, the podcast is going to be deleted. That's oh, I feel like an LGBTQ plus black man is going to come to my door and be like, listen, you're racist and homophobic, you take all my fucking boxes. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so, so what I was going to say, you're right. Sorry, I'm just, I'm just baffled by that comment. So, speaking of comments that uh, were made about this film, we just want to read some of the comments that were made about the YouTube trailer that went up. So, the first one um, was made, it said, No Irish people were harmed or hired in the making of this film. I would agree with that. Um, the second one was, Well, Potato My Guinness, Jane McSaint, Mary McJoseph, and the Seven Leapers play Tin Whistles and Riverdance, me be Garin Cattle and Blarney We Fiddledy Folk from Greenfields and Priest Pub, Turalora Laura. If that isn't the best film I've ever seen, with me two eyes, 10 out of 10 would point again. Obviously, there's a massive amount of sarcasm in that, or that person was maybe Emily Blunt with her um, <laughs> Michael's word for it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's probably what they base most of the accents off of in the film. Uh, <laughs> Somebody says, I think this movie counts as a hate crime. Um, <laughs> some guy goes, I'm from Ghana, but even I can tell these are accents are bad. Can't imagine how an Irish fella feels. Well, I'll tell you how he feels. He feels insulted. That's what racism is. Never mind anything that we've done in the last how 17 that episodes. Racist? That's exactly what it is. Can I point everyone in the direction of Darren Jenkins' showreel on YouTube, where he puts on an English accent, and then we can discuss racism? My English accent was impeccable, I'll have you know. Do, do an English accent now, go on. Just impress- oh, go on. What part of England? Now, fuck off. Are you that good that you can do yeah, different parts of I England? I can. Go on, do Somerset then. Right, not exact postcodes for fuck's sake. <laughs> like, I mean, did you just mean, did you mean north or south? E17. <laughs> Give me, okay, a fucking hell, north or south. You're fucking retarded. <laughs> That was not a good word. Why is that coming? That's not our <laughs> word of the day or anything. Like. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, go on. Give me a northern accent. A good a northern accent is basically like you just watch Gogglebox. That's all you have to do. I didn't ask you for a fucking description of what it is. I asked <laughs> you to do one. 
Jesus, pop it. <laughs> I'm nervous now, and I usually can do it fairly quickly. So that's fucking ridiculous. Why the fuck are they doing that on the television? Okay, then do a southern one. I just have to talk like you. That's all I have to do. See, you go really posh. Do you like? That's a, exactly do you like what a, you do. Can you ever do a roadman accent? What is you not talking a bit like that, like Danny Dyer? Should we have like an actor off? Because you just like you just called oh, me no, out. We couldn't me. do that. We couldn't do that because we'd only just make you cry. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this shit, man. You'd realise why you gave it up. Right, the next thing is uh, Jamie Dornan mani- managing to mess up and playing an Irishman whilst being an actual Irishman just puts <laughs> into perspective how bad this film actually is. Somebody puts underneath that, have we not suffered enough? <laughs> and... Um, Oh, God already! I'm just looking through the fucking worst ones that are actually there because some of them are fairly bad. Hold on. I thought you said you do all your preparation before we start the podcast. I do. I thought you'd have all the oh, somebody, lined up. So I just want to say as well, the fellow who actually wrote this... <laughs> shut up. The fellow <laughs> who actually wrote this is a man called John Patrick Shanley. I think he, he directed it as well, I think. And uh, he's a man whose parents were both born in Westmead and still thinks... He's lived all his life in America and has basically said... <laughs> <laughs> this is the proper representation of Ireland that's going out and that's the end of it. I, I fucking, Jesus Christ almighty, this is, I'm not even going to read any more of them because they actually get fairly fucking, Jesus, there's one that fucking, and I, if I read out any more, they're going to come on to us with MI6. Would you ever do a an English film where you had to pretend to be English? Yeah. But that's exactly the same fucking thing. Like No, but you'd at least make more of an effort to do an English accent and not a parody of yeah, an English accent. Yeah, and I've accent. watched your show and there's not an amazing effort there. And I just literally heard you two seconds ago sound like you were fucking having a stroke. That's a piss take. And I'll admit that the showreel scene that you saw, and I've said this before, isn't great. Okay. Hence why we're doing another one now in the next few weeks. Okay, that's fine. I'll wait for the next one. Is the next yeah. one in an English accent? I don't know, we haven't picked a scene for it yet. Do you want me to come and make you my puppet and I'll just talk behind you and just like rub your back when you need no. to like, open your mouth? We out. just actually said one thing as well. Before this podcast actually started, I got a text from the one of the guys who's running the, the class that's, oh, that's yes. part of the training programme that I'm in with the acting agency <laughs> at the moment, which is, <laughs> and he's partnered me up with a girl and the scene we're doing is from Spider-Man 2. So technically I have to play Spider-Man. So <laughs> that in, this in spandex will look absolutely like uh, a feast for the eyes I'm actually going to start a GoFundMe to get like the tightest fucking spandex we possibly can yeah male camel toe going on I'm, t- yeah, I'm talking like gym yeah. suit material yeah that's fair enough <laughs> I don't blame you right so that was Wild Mountain Times send us in your uh, <laughs> send us in your opinions on that ladies and gentlemen DM the Instagram page or contact us on goodfridaypodcast69 at gmail.com right ladies and gentlemen we're moving on now to our next section of the podcast which will be a little interview that we have for you, because you all enjoy our little interviews. Now, <laughs> we are absolutely over the moon, delighted to be joined by two men back from Ireland. There's, you're not getting anybody in this podcast. This is all me now. I, I just don't like Irish people. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> that's such a horrible way to start. I'm not going to get any Irish people First on the podcast. First impressions with Jack <laughs> Johal. I'm not going to get Irish people on the podcast. I will get some English people. I will find some English counterparts to get the on the podcast. The main reason I'm doing this as well is because we've already alarmed him with a Mayo accent and a Sligo accent, and now I want to put a Donegal one in just to blow his mind altogether. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm delighted to be joined by the two... <laughs> By the co-founders of Oat Film Studios, Michael Bonner and Aaron Hughes. Boys, you're absolutely delighted and 
honoured for ye to be here, aren't you? Oh, 100%. Humbly honoured. Thanks for having us. <laughs> what he said. <laughs> so obviously the first question is, Michael, Michael is down, Michael Bonner is down as the CEO of, uh, of the film studio, and uh, he is, and uh, the first question I suppose is, who the fuck do you think you are? So you probably think you're a big shot now, do you? <laughs> <laughs> you got some cheek yourself, Jenko. Who do you think you are? The next Ryan Tuberty. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Shots fired back. <laughs> hey, I'm coming back for the toy oh, show next week. I get it. I'll get them by. I'll get them. <laughs> <laughs> so no, obviously the two founders. So the first question, lads, is where did this idea start? Where where did you get the idea to go and form your own uh, production company yourselves? Well, I suppose one of the biggest things in Ireland is that, like you know, most job or most big bright ideas are done in a pub. You know, and uh, Old Film Studios was absolutely no difference. It was sort of <laughs> formed in the crucibles of a night out and, you know, IT Slago's college life. And uh, yeah, it's, the idea sort of grew from there, uh, didn't it? Yeah, after a couple of nights out and a few remnants of the nights out the next day, it eventually grew into an idea and hit the ground running then. So it's basically you got dared to do it and then it got out of control. Yeah. Mm, I wouldn't say dared. I'd say <laughs> somewhere we actually found the ambition to make a go of it. Like, oh, brilliant, fair play. I should point out at this point as well that um, when I say myself, Michael, and Aaron were all in the same course in college, uh, the boys were a year below me. They were my two that, sons. I uh, imparted all my wisdom onto them, which is probably why they went the complete opposite direction to what I wanted them to do. And now they're making a big <laughs> success themselves in their own studio, which is the, the right thing for them to do all together. So, Jack, going to start with your own question now yourself as well. Oh, yeah, just a quick question. What kind of course did you guys all do then? Performing arts. So, okay, so Darren's kind of going down the route of kind of becoming an actor. What made you guys go down the kind of route of doing film studio work and setting up your own one? I suppose we like being our own bosses, first of all. You know, it's a lot easier when you get to make the decisions and when you can put your focus into what you actually want to do, your own creative pieces and that. Yeah, one of the things that we, yeah, one of the things we noticed, uh, you know, when we were studying acting was that we both have, an, we both have a passion, like, for telling stories. And uh, although we are also, we're trained, you know, majorly as actors, uh, at the start, we seen the opportunities in Ireland and even all over the Western world are lacking for actors and other performers around the world. So we came up with the idea, why not just, you know, create our own work, you know, put ourselves out there. And uh, yeah, that's what we did. Or that's Fantastic what we're stuff. trying to do anyway. And the question I suppose to ask you then is the philosophy of the studio itself. What is it that you want to have your all your products, all the films that you put out be? What is the philosophy of Oath Studios, studios even? Oh, 110% world domination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, straight up. That's, that's the end goal. You're looking at the new king of the world, boys. That's it. Just I love this fucking attitude. I've often said this before. I've often said, and this is something um, Aaron has said about me as well, but Jesus Christ, I'll tell you something that's true for themselves. Those two cunts could talk their way out of a concentration camp. <laughs> <laughs> they could. They really could. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely can. Oh, no. So, do you have another one there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to and now we have a degree in it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys um, obviously seem to be coming up with, I guess, a fair amount of crack already. But, I mean, how quick do you guys tend to come up with ideas? Is it a long process? Are you guys literally having a couple of beers and thinking, this would make a sick short film, let's do this? 
Yeah, it's Ooh. sort of. Oh, that's a good question. That is actually. a good question. Uh, you got us there. Don't kiss his ass. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Can you not ask questions like that, Jen? Yeah, shut the fuck up and answer. What's your philosophy? Yeah, no. Just to circle back to what you said. Um, yeah, I don't know if we have a particular process, but we do have sort of the ability to like look at the market and that sort of in the arts market and see what kind of things are lacking. I think and. Uh, Oh, by all means, trending as well. Trending, yeah. Mm. By all means, we don't know if we got it right or wrong until like it's properly out there. But uh, for an example, one of the productions that we're working on now at the moment, it's called Soyun. It's a you know, it's going to be a short series, web series of um, of Celtic mythology. So it takes like you know, Celtic mythology, Irish history, and it sort of blends it together and creates its own story arc in that regard. So that's one of our, you know, that's one of our flagship projects. <coughs> Amazing actors as well. <laughs> Aaron plays the main character in it. It's the worst decision I ever made. My <laughs> oh yeah, no. So you know that we, you know, we always seen that, you know, like you know, gangs of crime worlds sort of been done. You know, a lot, like a lot of things have been done, but like you know, Ireland and that mythology has never really been tapped yet. So that's you know, it's that's that's an opportunity. You know, so it's really just you know finding uh, them pieces of gold as such. Good stuff. And you guys mentioned about like kind of keeping up to date with what's trending. Like, how important do you think that is, kind of, with the content that you're pushing? Because um, I mean, that kind of really kind of comes back to also what we're doing as well in terms of the podcast. Because obviously, we can't exactly be you know ancient and not really keep up with what's going on and how people are changing their like I guess listening habits like how kind of much do you guys look at what's out there and think oh we should maybe go down this route and do something like this well before we'd even look at what's out there we'd come up with our own like initial ideas and then we'd like kind of reference if there's a market out there for it and if it's like you know if we've come up with an idea and we're like that's class but there's a lot of that out there right now there's not much point in pushing it because it'll be a lot harder to push so we'd like Every idea we come up with, we'd bounce it off each other and then reference it out there to see would it work in the like Trenton section now? Would it push or would it not? Would it be a case, I suppose, then, lads, of saying uh, that you're trying to, you're getting the market to fit your product rather than have, making a, mod- a product to fit the market? Totally. Timing, yeah. Timing's everything, I think. And, um, you, you know, you could have an idea, like, um, you know, the, the Celtic one that I came up, like we came up with, it was... Uh, it was sort of like in the in the back burner. Like I remember when I was in you know second year of college, you know, and it's only sort of now that we're you know going with it, mm. you know. So I suppose time is everything, you know. No, that's fair. Uh, no, I was yeah. going to say to you, so uh, like, you started it now. You've got it off the floor. Um, what I want to say to you now is what what do you want to achieve with it? What do you want Oath Studios? If you're to look back in twenty years' time, where what would you want this project to represent now? What do you want? Where do you want it to go? I suppose I know you said world domination before, but where do you want it to be? Um, I, I think that um, twenty years down the line, we would love for Oak Studios eventually to you know have branches in like different parts of the world, and you know probably have like you know alphabet letters of you know film teams um, you know recording around the, around the world uh, for productions. Um, but definitely at the heart of it, the forefront is Ireland and the British Isles, you know, and we really want to like, you know, the British Isles, Ireland, and he's hating that, that I'm saying. <laughs> I was going to keep my mouth shut, but you said it, so I was going to fucking... 
I told him in the pre-interview earlier on last week that he shouldn't fucking say that word. Go on. <laughs> yeah, but like, you know, Ireland in particular uh, has a great opportunity now at the moment I find, or we find, uh, that it's, it could potentially become like the Hollywood of Europe. And I think it is completely possible. You're seeing major productions going in Belfast and Northern Ireland, and you have major productions happening in Dublin. You have like Armour Studios down in Wicklow. Big things are happening in Ireland. And there has been before, and even now it's even going faster. So this is one of the things that we want to be a part of, and as if not help, to make Ireland the Hollywood of Europe. That's brilliant. And I suppose the next question then on to that, obviously, then is what's driving you to do that? What do you get up in the morning? What makes you want to do that? Would you like to go first? No, you go first. Well, oh God. <laughs> what drives me? <laughs> well, other than creating my own pieces and putting my own art out there, I would have to say one of my biggest drives is me wallet. Good man. The bigger it gets, the bigger the drive is. Because I've realized over the last couple of years that I really like the lifestyle of the rich and famous and <laughs> would have expensive tastes. You, you had that so, lifestyle, did you? <laughs> like, oh, I wish. Yeah, where did you but, come across that in Donegal now? Yeah. Oh, oh well, you wouldn't mind him, though. We're a very classy county. I'll have you <laughs> We're a lot better than Donegal. <laughs> Tell ya. Michael. Yeah, you know, um, that's going to sound like such like a bullshit answer, but like, you know, I like sort of visualize that one of these days I'll be driving up in a Tesla and I'll be going out with a briefcase and I'll be going into like a high rise building and the letters will just be oath, you know, on top of the building, mm. you know, and that kind of drives me just, you know, really make a success of it. I, you yeah. know, and By the way, that skyscraper is going to be in Monaghan, not Donegal. <laughs> <laughs> That's going up in Castle Blaney next to the, top, the big Tom statue. <laughs> but... Um, because one of the times, the reason I wanted to ask that question was so many times in interviews you hear actors talking about motivations and stuff like that. And they're all such like fucking contrived answers. If you want to say, like I say it myself all the time, what drives me? It's being able to go in to a government building and write actor on my tax form, be able to get rid of the day job and just do that full time and make good money out of it. So if that's your motivation, if that's your drive, fucking do it like, you know. This man is more money, yeah. money motivated than anybody I've ever fucking met. So you have to agree with that. Yeah. We'd get on good. <laughs> Are you Jewish, <laughs> Jesus, this is a podcast revelation if you're Jewish. <laughs> like that's the main, that should be everyone's main drive. Like when my mother to be Jewish, me, I'd, be like, I'd love to be, huh? To be Jewish. <laughs> no, just to be rich. All right, fair enough. <laughs> I think one comes like, with the other two. I'd love when like, I'd love, like, if my mother rings me at the end of the week and she goes, "What? How was your week this week, son?" I'd love to be saying, "You know what, ma'am? From Monday to Wednesday, I was in a yacht sipping mimosas with models dancing around me. And when I'm able to say that, then I will have achieved what I was out set for." Go by yourself. No more realize how much LSD. <laughs> <laughs> Mildly in the corner. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. Any other questions you want to ask the boys? Well, no, I was just going to round it up. I mean, I, guys, again, like, I mean, thank you so much. I mean, I, I, it's, just, it's nice to hear people, I guess, be so honest. And it's really different to what we've actually had in the podcast before. So I guess appreciate it. And yeah. I was just kind of, kind of wanted to, you know, I guess essentially wind it up, but kind of 
make sure you guys get the plug in there because, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, what is, the, I know you guys <coughs> mentioned the next project already, but I mean, I don't know if you want to give a kind of our listeners a bit more of an insight into what that is and how they can find out about it and how they can find out about you. Well, we have our own, like not even for the next project, but how everyone can stay clued in with Old Film Studios is we have our own website uh, and a Facebook page and Instagram. And we keep up to date regularly enough with our social media presence to keep people um I can't think of the word. I'm gone blank. Informed of <laughs> each of our projects. See, this is why we're partners. Why can't <laughs> but, we have um, that kind of teamwork here? Oh, fuck off, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> now, like you can finish my sentence. No, we're not going to the team. Finish each other's sentences. Jeez, right. Uh, just to recap what Aaron said. Yeah, no, definitely. We post regularly enough on Instagram and uh, we do have our own website. And we do, we're going to launch our own YouTube channel now uh, in the next coming months. Unfortunately, everything sort of got delayed with COVID, mm. as everyone knows. Uh, but it really gave us the opportunity to really, like, you know, build the foundations, you know, for our social media platforms and uh, to really work out the kinks in our work and mm. stuff like that. Um, but yeah, Instagram, Facebook, and website. So it's all just Studios. Uh, dot com and that'll bring you to their website and the last thing I'm going to say before we round it up is this because all the time you get uh, these questions of how do actors break into the industry and the thing is you need to build up your credits you need to build up your your showreel and stuff like that and the best way to do it is by doing short films and things like that and you guys are obviously always looking for actors and things like that so obviously send on all that stuff onto yourselves there on the website and stuff as well is that right of course yeah. yeah you'll get our contact information you'll have our email and phone number and stuff and you can just you know mm. email it to us there as well perfect boys you're absolute gentlemen thanks very much for coming on the podcast thank you very much guys we really appreciate it thanks very much thank for, having, for us. having us cheers it's been a pleasure right ladies and gentlemen we're back and going again just actually you participated in this interview a lot more than you did in the first one right off. i dug myself a hole by saying i don't like irish people straight at the beginning no i was very impressed with you i was very off that i was very impressed can't fucking i was just about to compliment you (laughs) yeah actually no go on say it say it on the podcast go on i was about to say you had very good questions and well done thank you very much dad Mm. Uh, darren darren sorry this got very fucking sinister (laughs) So we're going to move on to the next topic, right? Can I just say, by the way, they were like, as in, I I really liked Ken Boy and Raybo. Yeah. Was that the right name? Kendi and Raybo. That was close. Um, I I was going to call them Kennedy and Ray. Like, I I didn't want to actually give them the names. But anyway, um, like, they were really, really nice guys as well. I didn't understand a a word they said because they're Irish. And nor did I understand much what these guys said because they're Irish. But... These guys, I, I do like what they answered when they were, we were like, you know, why are you doing this? And, and straight up, Anne was like, money. Hey, <laughs> that's like, what you want. Fucking, you want the honesty. Like, uh, they're so fucking brutally honest. Yeah. I love it. He I wants like the touch, person. the touch of money. The and they're Ashton fucking motivated. As soon as I mentioned money to my girlfriend, she's like, there's more to life than money. That's actually a horrible impression of her. I don't know why I just did that. <laughs> Such a Lithuanian accent. <laughs> I'm about to get beaten the <laughs> shit out of when I see her again. Hi, Meta. <laughs> Can <laughs> you do that again and I will like pitch shift it up so it sounds a bit more <laughs> Do, do like a real Lithuanian accent. Do it again, please, please. No, I'm going to get fucking wrecked. Do you guys want me in this podcast or not? Was that it? Was that it? You can isolate the last bit. It's fine. So, all right. Oh, we're going to move on to our next topic, which is our childhood heroes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we all would have had people that we idolized when we were growing up. We all would have had our celebrity crushes and people like that. So... Obviously, growing up in Ireland, it would have been a bit different to growing up uh, over here. 
So I'm going to ask you, who is your childhood hero? Jack Joel. Ron Take Jeremy. Ron Jeremy. Good choice. Although he's just been done for counts of rape, I probably shouldn't be on that rate him. Did he actually get done for it in the <laughs> yeah, end? He's, he's in trouble. Um, Jesus, why are we talking about this? <laughs> I mean, no, fully. Um, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I have like written a little monologue because I actually do used to actually... I sat down and thought about this. I actually did preparation for this part of the, okay. the podcast because I was thinking, who is my childhood inspiration? Um, you asked mm. me about crushes, and I've got my crushes because I was a horny little boy when I was 12. We know. We all heard the story about okay, the flower yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah. Go on. Not saying I'm horny now, boys. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, like talking about inspirations, yeah, I, I genuinely used to be boring. I used to be the guy that I didn't aspire to be anything. I didn't aspire to have like, you know when everyone's like, I wanted to be an astronaut. It's like, no, I literally aspire to have a nine to five job working at a cashier at like Asda just because I liked the safety. Not because like that's a bad job. Like, please don't turn around anyone to us my words. So like my inspiration when I'd go to like shopping with my mum would be like, hey, Karen, behind the counter, I want to be you when I'm older. Like kids want to grow up and be like James Bond. I'm like, nah, mate, I want to be Sue from aisle five. <laughs> <laughs> fully i'm like i actually had no inspirations it's actually so sad like i had ambitions yeah they're completely different like i had yeah. ambitions to be an actor because i wanted to just be an actor because did you have any fun being other people but yeah but did you well, say so did you look at any actors then and say to yourself like just they're very good i'd like to be like him or her not not really not like be like i wanted to be as successful as them i didn't want to mm. be like them you know, like when you think I want to be them because like that person's good looking and that person has it all and that person's like this and the way they act and the way they, I just didn't, I didn't like look at, I'm not saying I'm fucking cool and individual, but I just literally, I'm, I'm saying I'm pretty fucking boring. I'm saying completely the opposite. I had, I don't know why, I don't know why it was like that. I, I'm not saying I had a lackluster childhood. I had a very nice childhood, I think. But yeah, what about yourself? No, I know myself as well. I kind of had a similar thing to what you would say. I wouldn't say that there was anybody I wanted to be like. God, we're some boring bunch of cunts we are no no but I, I mean like, I was happy enough being myself actually to be quite honest with you but there was people there, <laughs> there was people that I looked at and genuinely said Jez they're brilliant and I like said they're absolutely fantastic and looked at them in awe we'll say mm. I only met you fucking what a year ago will you stop I changed your <laughs> life <laughs> but uh, the first person I would genuinely say was a massive hero of mine was Paul O'Connell Born star? no no Paul O'Connell was a former Irish rugby captain and monster rugby captain. Now, he was a leader among men. He is, still is, because he's still a, he's still alive. A porn star Just, would still be a leader among still, men, mate. Yeah, yeah. No, I know, but Paul O'Connell is not a porn star. Don't throw me to the cats. Um, no, but he did. He captained Ireland. Uh, he won two Six Nations. Three, Yeah, two, two or three. He won two Grand Slams anyway. And uh, he won three Six Nations championships. He won two Heineken Cups. He won all these things with, with Munster. But if you ever look at his um, at his speeches in the dressing rooms, so if you can look them up on YouTube, the man was, he could, Jesus, he could make the balls drop on a fucking newborn baby. And like, he could rile you up that much, mm, you mm. know. He really was. There's actually photos of him, because you know the British and Irish lines when all the, yes, yeah, 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 get together. Yeah, yeah. There's um, actually where he captained one of those matches. Man. And Yeah, and he looked around and he genuinely said, even to, like, and this would have been like, you know, tensions between Irish and English people, yeah, you know, yeah. there and everything like that. And he genuinely said as well at the same time, went around and was, complimenting all the English players and said and looked at some of them and said and said I will play for you all day I will play for you all day and I just think to be able to 
tear down borders and stuff like that and just rile people up I think was absolutely fantastic and I looked at all of that and I was like this man is a legend a mm. legend and I looked at that and I thought he was brilliant genuinely genuinely I looked at it as well that was that, I was a bit older actually when that happened the first time I looked at it and got the concept of a hero this is going to sound fair weird now do you know the Rugrats do you know the cartoon the Rugrats <laughs> I mean yeah yeah. yeah. yeah remember, God, where is this guy do you remember the, the film that they did where they got lost in the woods not really. They did a film where they all got lost in the woods. This was when Dill was just born, Tommy's little brother. Oh, fuck it. Yeah, right? I have no idea. Yeah. And um, uh, they were just about to get, like, there was this escaped bunch of monkeys from the circus who were who were chasing the babies because they had banana-flavoured baby food. Okay. <laughs> this is what it was. And it, there's this whole scene where they looked, Tommy and Dill just looked like they were about to... Um, get eaten by the monkeys, we'll say, because they were covered in this stuff. Yeah. And uh, out of nowhere, you know the wagon that they had? The okay. reptile wagon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It came out of nowhere. It just comes, and all you hear in the background, just when they're, just looks like they're about to be eaten, you're like, oh my God, oh my God. And then it's coming through, and it goes, I am Reptile, the perfect children's toy. And it comes rolling down the hill with everyone else, and just frightens all the monkeys away. That was genuine. When I was a kid, and I was a kid at this point, like I was looking at it, and I was like, that's fucking class. I want, that's a hero. I want one of them. And everything. That was my first concept of what a hero, what a childhood <laughs> Your hero childhood was. Your childhood hero was, <laughs> was an the animated toy yeah, car. Was, a, was an animated toy car. It was the reptile wagon. Oh, honestly, life in Ireland is slow at the best of times. <laughs> this is fucking new. <laughs> Fuck no, seriously. Seriously. Your childhood should have been No, no, that, I don't think that's Ireland. That's just me being a weirdo. That's all that is. <laughs> I actually um, don't fucking doubt it. <laughs> childhood crushes. Childhood crushes. Go on. Can I just ask the rumour question? <laughs> the room's only me and you. Can I ask the extra room? And Mikey, yeah. Has, have you guys ever seen the film The Bridge to Terabithia? Is it not Terabithia? Whatever it is. Have you seen it? <sighs> I, I kind of have seen it. Yeah, yeah. Mate, the when girl I was in that, 13... There was the lead female actress in that film. Okay. I don't know what it is, but I feel like whenever I go onto Twitter, people randomly tweet about her. And I feel like some listeners will be like, holy shit, I remember that girl. Because everyone had a crush on her. Like, everyone I ever spoke to just had the same crush on this girl. Like, obviously now I'm fucking 23, I don't think about it that often. But I just remember that I used to have a serious crush on this girl. See, I find that weird because she's not animated. You're fucking... <laughs> fucking hell, the porn you watch must be fucking strange. Yeah, my internet history is weird. Um, <laughs> the next one I went on to say is Jennifer Aniston, because who doesn't have a crush on Jennifer Aniston? That's true, though, isn't it? I, yeah, I agree with I you. Th thank you so yeah. much. And then last but not least, because I really want to get this one in there, is Zac Efron. So that video of your friend <laughs> sucking your ball the other week wasn't just a one-off, right? Fair oh, enough. yeah, but fucking hell. Can, have you seen Zac Efron in Bad Neighbours 2? No, I've only ever seen the first <laughs> sounds, one. That sounds... I just dug myself a massive hole. That sounds so No, I'm going to leave that hanging there like the bad fart that it is. <laughs> have you seen him when he looks super fucking fit? You know your girlfriend listens to this, I know, right? I actually need to... I need to chill before... before uh, just speaking of films, one of the crushes that I would have had... Now, I have to put in context this. When Harry Potter first came out, um, I was about six, I think, at the time. Actually, Harry Potter's fit as well. No, I didn't mean Daniel Radcliffe. I meant Emma Watson, for fuck's sake. <laughs> he had his head in his hands. He's fucking sick of this shit. 
Like, you know, you know what? In fairness, Dan Ron Weasley was a fine bit of stuff. So Mikey's fucking. He's probably already logged onto this. He's adding in his fucking notice. We broke Mikey. We broke. <laughs> Emma Watson was what I was going to say. Sorry, okay, sorry. So I Emma fancied Watson. her the whole way through growing up and fancied her, I still say I fancy her now, to be quite honest with you. She's the kind of woman that is so, like, so much more dominant without being dominant. Yeah. Like, she, she speaks in the UN and shit, and she stands mm. up for, like, like she's a very, uh, she's an activist for feminism. Yeah. That, I didn't know how to word that because I was thinking <laughs> feminist activist, but that's not the word. But, yeah, she's, like, huge in that movement. Yeah, and, yeah. like, and... I feel like you'd just like meet her and like, I don't know, like pee your pants instantly. I wouldn't yeah. even know what to say. Oh, no, I would, yeah, completely. The same way if I met the reptile wagon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the other one was, my other childhood crush was, uh, you know, WWE and WWF as it was back in the oh, day. Oh, fuck, right? I thought I was bent. Yeah, go on, here we go. <laughs> no, this isn't the man. Trish Stratus. You know Trish Stratus? Is it a dude? Female ref. No. Oh, female Trish. Wrestler. I, mate, I don't know. <laughs> Trish Stratus. Cheers. Look her up. She is... She, this woman would... Jesus Christ almighty. She's too good looking to be one woman, as the old saying goes. A lot of average looking women got their best features and put them together to make her. She'd put the sausages standing up on the pan. That's how good she is. <laughs> she is savage. That's my childhood crush. <laughs> so we're going to cut that there. Can I, we, can I just ask though? I, I want people to just kind of throw me a yes if they know who who I'm on about from Richard Terabithia. Otherwise, I look like a fucking weirdo. Actually, no, to be fair. I Googled her, so now I know who she is. Yeah, but do you know, is she, is she, she's older now, isn't she? She hasn't 26. died. Yeah, because like, the thing is, she dies in that film. And like, oh, fucking oh, fuck spoiler. it, I'm going to spoil the ending. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but she dies in the middle of it. And I don't, I've never, ever cried at a film. But I just like, it's like I lost the love of my life. Like, I feel like my, my dad could have come and be like, you, you know, something horrible has happened to your auntie. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, but fuck, look at this girl. She died on TV. I'd be like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, I, that's anyway, fucking people, rarer than me. For a, that's that's weirder. That's weirder. If people know who she is, then please let me know because I don't sound like a fucking. Is she one. died because she got run over by the reptile wagon. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna move on to our agony ant. Jack, you have the agony ant this week. I Take do it indeed. away, son. This is uh, something that was sent to me because it was actually something that came up in discussion, and I thought, holy shit, bitch. Let's talk about this in public because when okay. someone comes to me in complete confidence, what do you do? You take the problem and talk to our six listeners about it. Cool. So hello, mum and dad. Hello, boys, it starts with. I don't know where to start, but I'd like to say please keep this anonymous. A couple mates and I, I was one of them, were having a discussion about porn. I'm in a relationship and might watch porn here or there, but at what point of me watching porn is it weird? <laughs> I don't know why I laughed. If I start to pay for porn or pay for an OnlyFans subscription, is that considered okay? Paying for it feels a bit weird, to be honest. What do you guys think? Should I talk to my part partner before I do anything? Signed, Anon. Anon. Um, I mean, you're the one in a relationship. You start off your opinion on this. I actually asked my girlfriend, but I feel like she'd be weirded out if I actually brought up what she said. So I'm going to bring up what she said. So... <laughs> <laughs> so I actually did because I, I was actually ironically enough involved in this discussion I, I already did talk about it and the couple of mates and I that were having this discussion he did come back and say I actually think it's weird that you'd pay for it he thinks like that's the line and then I, I came up with the you know obvious rhetorical answers of oh if I get a blowjob for free that's fine but if I pay for a blowjob that's not 
uh, which is obviously not the same thing. But then I went on with a stupider argument. I was like, if I get drugs for free, that's illegal. <laughs> that's legal. If I pay for drugs, that's illegal. And then my mate was like, I'm a dickhead. I should stop going on about rubbish. So I brought the argument to my girlfriend. My girlfriend was basically like, listen, like boys will be boys and girls will be girls. If girls decide to watch porn and boys decide to watch porn out of a relationship, that's whatever they're like in a relationship, but like not with their partner. That's up to them, whatever floats their boat. Yeah. If they pay for it, that's also cool. But like, there's a kind of a point of disclosing that to your partner, which is like the kind of discussion me and my mm. girlfriend had. Because she was like, oh, if you paid for a subscription, why can't I share the subscription? And I was like, okay, kinky, but I probably shouldn't really say that. Jesus. Yeah, I know. I fucking bag myself on there, boys. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so like that, that was the kind of discussion, which I kind of rate that response. Because like, in all fairness, you don't just buy like, mm, like porn is quite a universal thing. Yeah. Yeah. There are certain sites like... We can't really disclose them. No, we can't. No, but I'll write them down. And yeah. I'm wearing a T-shirt of one of them. But like, I mean, those sites, like, you can't. There may not be ones that your partner's into. But like, say you just get the normal, you know, standard fucking like browsers subscription. You know, the normal kind of thing. And like, I mean, you could share. We that want off. something free from browsers now. We mentioned it. Oh, f- could you fucking imagine the scenes? <laughs> like fully, if if we had like any send email out one of your representatives. Go on. Yeah. Oh, f- <laughs> honestly, I, I, the podcast would just be like this. Yeah, I was just staring. That's it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking hell! It'd be like ASMR for like fucking an hour and a half. Yeah, that's it. And she would have left the room about within two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that. Yeah, your man asked there, did he want to, or whoever the anonymous? Uh, I don't know whether it was a man or a woman, but the anonymous person who sent in the the agony aunt. I would say to them, yes, you should discuss it with your partner first and say like if you're not if for something if you're paying for an only fans i think that's yeah i think that kind of draws the line a little but why bit. though because it's uh, just one person like you're subscribing to yeah see because you're paying person. money to see one person even yeah, then let's say for example i wouldn't I'll, necessarily class it as cheating but like at the same time i think it's a little bit dodgy looks a bit dodgy like but say i i bought a porn subscription i just wanted to see one person in that in that on that website yeah is that considered cheating? No, because they're not interacting with you. Yeah, but I don't, I, I, I'm not going to lie, I don't know how OnlyFans works. I don't know why I'm looking at Mikey either. I don't know why he's going to put himself in shit. He's like, right, this is how it works, mate. No, no, the way the only, I'll tell you how it works. I'll tell you how it works. I'm on it myself. I do shows every Tuesday, oh, I Wednesday. I was actually buying that. I bought that for a split second. No, I'm not on it. Um, no, like you, you, it's like, we'll say, live cams, you said. You know, it's like a, a face to face FaceTime chat with somebody of a sex worker. We'll say I'm actually going to get someone on that's from OnlyFans. I'm not even bannering now because oh, I'm actually very, very curious. No, I don't because think another podcast like has done that, and oh, we've, accused, we've accused them of trying to steal our idea of getting a porn oh, star on. Fucking so, podcast, <laughs> yeah, but I would say it probably stretches as far as. No, sorry, I was telling you how OnlyFans worked. Yeah, oh, sorry, you're, you're paying for a FaceTime, basically, and you can message them and interact with them and ask them. You can request them to do things or wear a certain thing and things like that. We'll say, and like hmm. some of them get really explicit, some of them don't, but that's what I'm saying. And that's why I would say that if you're going to have that kind of subscription, you should probably discuss it first. Go on. But on those things, like, there's like 500 other dudes logged on at the same time. That, it's not that's just going to be you and her. Thought, it's yeah. it's going to be like 500 dudes all saying, where red or and then other guys like wear black yeah but if you pay enough I think then that's why they yeah, do it you pay okay, extra so to do that that's bait that that I would consider being bait like if you just subscribe to an OnlyFans and you're not like oh wear this pink I don't know mm. fucking Rugrats top for me then like then that's weird 
Like, <laughs> that, that would be strange. But if you're just like, oh, you log on, and because I, I thought of it as more like an Instagram feed where that, they upload consistently weird, no, mm. not weird, but consistent videos. But then to be fair, I was just thinking, why does someone not just like upload them all into like, I don't know, like say a website like Pornhub, which I don't really know I about. I thought it but. was like anyone can see the censored stuff and then you have to pay for the uncensored stuff. That's all I thought it was. No, I thought, I, 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 we gen- I think you're probably hey, bought right. in the room. Just get the room open. Get it open on I your know, laptop. I'm not doing it on that one. <laughs> <laughs> right, so come back next week when we've all visited OnlyFans in our own separate rooms and we're, yeah. we're going to come back and tell you what OnlyFans actually is. Come back with some more toilet paper next week. We have no idea. <laughs> Uh, no, I would I just I'd end it like that. In my opinion, I would say that if it's just a case you're logging on to Pornhub and you're, you know, choking the chicken to some random fucking video, I wouldn't say that constitutes it. Because if you were on a long distance relationship, would you say that you shouldn't watch porn? Uh, what? Sorry, I was too busy thinking about what the fuck choking the chicken means. Go back to what you just Wanking. said. Okay, so Um, if you're in a long-distance relationship... If you're in a long-distance relationship, would you say then you can't watch porn? No, because how is that cheating? Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, if you were texting another girl... What, are you on fucking crack? Right, let's say if you were were in a long-distance relationship, but you were texting another girl and asking her to do this kind of stuff, like, you know, sexting another girl, we'll say... Would you think it was okay to sex yeah, another girl just no, because your girlfriend was left no, far away? No, no, but then I see what you're but saying. Then, well, but then you're putting paying for it on top of it then. Yeah, but then like, because I, I agree with what Mikey's saying. I, I, we shouldn't be having this discussion. Although we're having a very heated discussion about a website we don't actually use. Because I don't, I, I agree with Mikey. I didn't think, I think there's a lot of dudes on at the same time choking the chicken as per mm. se. So you don't really get to say, oh, we're pink and then she'll put on pink. Mm. Or he, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Your preference. Um so yeah, I, I thought it was more like what me and Mikey were on about. Um, not saying I think right. it's like you know, it's Spotify without the ads. I think it's that kind of thing. It's like you, anyone can have the normal one, but then if you pay a bit, you get all the get better more. stuff. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, it's kind, yeah, again, it, it, there's that element of it as well. Yeah, the, the more the more money you're paying to the website, the more you can get. That's what it is. We have to so stop like talking Patreon. about it. Go on. So it's like Patreon. For sex. Dirty Patreon, yeah. That, that's, that's the best description of it so far. Dirty I have to Patreon. say, it's a fucking sick name as well, isn't it? OnlyFans. OnlyFans, Like, yeah. everyone knows about it now. Like, I mean, but talk just, about it's fucking not, branding. I should just say this as well. It's not just um, porn stars and sex workers and stuff on it. There is genuinely, like, random people on Like, random, like, B-list celebrities who are on it. And, like, uh, you can pay money and have a chat with them. I'm not even lying. I fully debated yeah. setting up one during the first lockdown. Like, I fully had a conversation with my missus. For porn purposes like, hey. or for chatting to normal people, was it? No, like, just to set one up no. as banter and, like, see what would happen. Like, not with the missus, just, you know, you know, who yeah. wants to see a, a chubby, hairy man all of a sudden, midnight, I don't know. I don't know, I'm banking on that. <laughs> that women want to see me. Um, that's great. I, you know, I'm also impressed with the fact that we actually had a longer conversation about OnlyFans than we did. Mikey is fucking glued to the computer screen. What the fuck are you What are you at? researching now? No, because it says, uh, you know, about who owns it and stuff. And it's like, because you said about other mm. people using it, but it's the, even Wikipedia is basically like, 
everyone uses it for porn. <laughs> yeah, but that's Wikipedia. Like, <laughs> I'm just trying to get in the legal, like, get the defamatory I, I case out of it. I was hoping for an actual percentage. It, it, there's not a percentage. Oh, it's probably like 98% porn yeah. and 2% like I'm coming on to talk to some footballer who played for fucking Preston Road seven years ago or whatever. But um, that's the way it would be. Right, we're going to leave that there. Step out for belts. Step out for belts. The return of step out for belts. Have you got one? Probably you, to be fair. Why? Right, I'm sick of this being the Darren Jenkins show. We have addressed this on about (laughs) fucking 14 of the 18 podcasts. (laughs) I mean, yeah, apart from that, I don't have anything to say. Okay. I would say to everybody, my step out for belts is people, stupid fucking people who still haven't copped on to the way we have to do things now with the virus. We don't talk about the virus usually on this podcast because we try and keep it a a COVID-free zone. What virus? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But all I will say is Christmas is nearly getting fucked now over this. We're Mm -hmm. both in the hospitality industry and we're getting fucked over for this. All you're being asked to do, keep away from people, wash the hands, put a mask on your face. That's all you're being asked to do. Yeah, it's not really hard, is it? It's not fucking hard. So my step out for belts is people who need to cop on and realise that the sooner that they do this shit, the sooner we'll be out of it. The vaccine is apparently on its way. Now, by the time this goes out, it might not be, but (laughs) apparently it's on its way. So just fucking hold out and do what you're told for the next few months. That's all I'm saying, right? And legend of the week. Who's your legend of the week? Darren Jenkins. Jesus, I'm fucking touched. Because of the reptar thing. No, wait, what are we talking about? Step out for belts or... No, no, Legend of the Week. Oh, fuck it, I don't know. Probably me, to be fair. Putting up with your shit. You know, the English arrogance stereotype thing? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I play it well. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) So my Legend of the Week is Matthew McConaughey. Oh, yeah, fuck, yeah. Matthew McConaughey, over the last, I would say, week, ten days, done all of these interviews all over the world by Zoom, promoting his new book. And he always... I've seen him do it, like... I've seen about maybe seven or eight of the interviews that he did of like the 30 that he did in the space of a week Mm -hmm. to promote his new book. And in the seven interviews, he I'd say in five of them, I was saying this to you, he must have answered the question, where did all right, all right, all right come from? And he never dropped his energy once or never looked like he was pissed off to answer the question or anything like that at all. I just think that's a professional. That's a gentleman. What was the answer? I think he said... um, Actually, I don't even remember. So you don't even watch the fucking interviews. You just talk about it as if you, you know, you're, you know. There's no. But I was really, looking at his, his face, and he wasn't getting. Do you remember there used to be a really annoying kid at school that always used to be like, "Teacher, teacher, what was the homework?" And everyone used to be like, "Oh, fuck this kid," because he's just brought up the fact there was homework. On the walk here, you're like the annoying kid that reminds everyone that there's homework. Anybody who was in school with me would know that I never did a tap of homework. Go on. When we actually get here, you're like the teacher that's like, holy shit, have you done the homework? Because you always just spring this random What do you mean spring this? I said this to you on the way up, do it. I said this to you outside there, do it. You didn't do it inside. That's your fucking fault. Moving on to the next time. (laughs) So we're going to wrap that up there from episode 18 of the Good Friday podcast. My name has been Darren Jenkins. And I'm the unprepared Jack Johow. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Good luck. <laughs> for our Christmas special. We'll see you next week for our Christmas special. Which we're not recording right now. We're not recording it right now. It's going to be next week. Yeah, next week. Goodbye. Bye. Uh, 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 uh.